And joining us now, Jerry Stevens with Agoro Carbon Alliance. Jerry, great to have you on the show today. How are you? Wonderful, Jesse. It's great to be able to join you today. Thanks for making the time. Let's jump in. Let's talk carbon markets and uh, opportunities in the carbon market, specifically for ranchers and cattle producers. I still think there's a lot of folks that are trying to wrap their head around carbon markets, this growing industry. So can you tell me a little bit, what are some of the opportunities that are available to ranchers when it comes to carbon? Absolutely. In agriculture, carbon markets are kind of a hot topic these days, as we all know. And a lot of it's been focused kind of in the corn belt and soybean areas of the United States. And last year, Agoro Carbon, uh, we launched a practice and a program for range and pasture for ranchers. Well, and talking a little bit more about that program, as I know that this develops, I mean, we just think about the sustainability aspect. I know that's a big topic. There's there's so much that's tied up in this that I think ranchers are really trying to do their best to understand how this can benefit them, Jerry. Absolutely. So what we do is we ask them to uh, implement additional practices on their operation. And we can talk more about those specifically. But mm -hmm. in the end, what we're really talking about is, is livestock producers being able to improve their forage base through healthier soils. And with that, they can help manage risk and manage water better. Well, and thinking about managing uh, water better and improving their soils, let's talk a little bit more about some of those practices. What can ranchers do uh, on their farm, on their ranch to kind of implement some of these practices and, and participate in the carbon market, Jerry? Absolutely. There's three main areas of practices we, we work with producers to implement. The first is going to be improved grazing. Uh, that's going to be utilization about the amount of forage you're utilizing or how they move animals across their pastures. Uh, the second practice is going to be biodiversity. It's about adding additional species out there. We all know that as a forage base, the more diverse it is, uh, the healthier it is for the animals and also just for the for soil health. Um, you know, and the, and the third piece is going to be nitrogen management. It's about utilizing low rates of nitrogen to implement or spur new growth out there. Well, I'd have to think that some of these practices as well, it's got to mitigate a lot of different risks, whether we're talking, you know, improved forage, weather risks, financial risks that could be out there. There's a lot of things that could probably uh, benefit by uh, working on some of these things on our farm and ranch. Absolutely. When you think about soil health is a great example of that. So when people think about soil health, they think about organic matter and soil organic carbon is what's what we what we buy from people is a portion of that organic matter in the soil. So the healthier that soil is, the better water infiltration you get and also the better water holding capacity. So if you look at the Mountain West or the whole central and western United States the last several years, we've been dry. So can you imagine that we have the ability to hold another half inch or inch of moisture in those soils because they're healthier um, and there's more organic matter? Uh, there's a lot of value in that to these ranchers. Yeah, there's so much value in this. And I just I, I think about, you know, looking at different practices that, that you mentioned, but also the support that uh, Agoro is is giving to these farmers and ranchers as they as they work on this journey. I know you guys do a lot of work behind the scenes as well, Jerry. Absolutely. Well, here's the nice thing about it is, um, you know, I'm, I'm based in the Dakotas. I cover Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, and the PNW right now. And, I, you know, agriculture and ranching is all local. And so one of the nicest things about our program is we can really customize a program in this carbon project to fit producers. So there's not a boilerplate. There's not necessarily a checklist or a point system. But what we know is that every rancher, they have different objectives and different ideas on what they'd like to implement on their, their farm or their ranch. So it gives us a lot of flexibility that way. 
Well, Jerry, I know a lot of farmers as well. They're they're wondering how this all works when it comes to carbon credits and mm-hmm. getting paid for these carbon credits and the carbon that they capture on their farm. Can you maybe talk a little bit about that aspect of it and try to maybe clear up some of the things that ranchers and farmers are, are wondering about? Absolutely. Well, one of the nice things about agorocarbon is when what we do after a contract is signed is we do a, a benchmark or, you know, a baseline soil test in year one um, and then we come back in year five and year 10 and measure that soil and what we measure is the incremental growth or capture of carbon in the soil and we use soil tests we they, they go to a lab in nebraska or down in oklahoma um, so it's actually a really a physical measurement just like organic matter or ph or anything else would be on a soil test so the nice thing is this isn't some magic model that somebody's guessing how much carbon is we're actually going to measure what the farmer and rancher does out there in that ground well, and it seems like it's a, a fairly simple process, Jerry. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of, you know, we think about sometimes farmers might get tied up in certain regulations and hoops to jump through, but it seems like this is a fairly simple process. Well, it is. It's about implementing additional practices in your operation. And that's one of the things, additionality is a big piece of it, is what the buyers demand and the registry, the people that issue the credits. That's part of the, the methodology, the rules of these programs is we just need to add additional management practices to that operation. And usually it's fairly easy. I haven't met a rancher yet that didn't have an idea of some additional things they'd like to do in their operation. Yeah, I I think I would agree with you on that sentiment as well. Jerry, uh, fantastic thoughts. And anything else we haven't touched on? I know we we covered a lot, a short amount of time, but anything else we haven't touched on regarding uh, carbon and carbon capture and more for our farmers and ranchers? No, it's number one, I would tell people it's real. I mean, Agoro Carbon has written checks for, for over $9 million this last year to producers. A lot of those have been in the upper Midwest and the PNW. So number one, it is real. Uh, number two is as you sequester carbon, you're going to increase your forage base and your soil health. And with that, you manage risk. And we talked about water infiltration and managing water better on these ranchers. So it actually fits into a lot of the long-term plans, the legacy plans that these ranchers have for their operations. Well, Jerry, I would assume that if uh, growers, farmers, ranchers want to learn more about how they could work with Agoro Carbon Alliance, they could probably start online, agorocarbonalliance.com, or what are some ways that they can learn more information? Well, that would be your best bet because they will, if you get online, they'll, they'll get us in contact with some of the field folks. I mean, we have quite a few folks in the Dakotas, for example, so you'll get somebody that can locally understand and help you help you manage the carbon program. Fantastic. Well, again, online, agorocarbonalliance.com. That's agorocarbonalliance.com. With that, Jerry Stevens with Agoro Carbon Alliance. We appreciate a little bit of your time here today. Thanks for joining us, and we'll hope to talk again soon. Wonderful, Jesse. Thank you very much.